Hello Life Changes Church, we are so excited that you clicked on this video. We are in a series called What's It Like? As we look at the parables that Jesus told as he unpacked the kingdom of God for us. So why don't you get ready, sit back, grab a notebook, grab a pen as we get encouraged by this word. I'm excited this morning. We aren't, so we have finished our series, What It's Like, and I just want to deposit something into us today out of the Word of God that often is relegated to a funeral. Who's excited already? You're like, yes. No, it's a, it's a scripture that I think is so profound that when we understand, we get the importance of it and the magnitude of it. It changes our lives, but we've relegated this section of scripture to a funeral moment, or to a moment sitting next to someone in their dying bed. I, I had the privilege of being with my wife and spending time with a lady who we didn't realize at the time was in her last hours. And in that moment, my wife began to recite this text, and the text is Psalm 23. From the top to the bottom, she just spoke that text, and as she spoke it, the presence of God in that room was so powerful. But we've relegated to that moment alone. Or when someone's in a really low moment, or now you need a shepherd. But I'm telling you, it's for our everyday reality. In every moment, as we navigate every step, there's a realization that each of us have to get, like King David got, that we need a shepherd, and we need the good shepherd in our lives. So are you with me? And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do something a little different this morning. We're going to read it together, because it's the Word of God. And I know you've been standing and sitting, but stand up with me one more time. And we're going to read... Psalm 23 together. It starts like this, and read with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I thank you, Lord. Pray, Spirit of God. I pray for each and every heart this morning. Reveal the good shepherd as we come before your word this morning. Amen. Amen. Am I right? I mean, I think a whole bunch of people who never go to church can quote this scripture. I, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard it in gangster rap songs. I've heard it in everything. This, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow. I mean, it's in there. It's, everyone's got it. You know, you've heard the song. That's the problem. I start reciting and start singing the song and get in there. But, but it's, it's this truth. Why? Because everyone actually wants a good shepherd. But we live in a world that says, don't follow anyone. Leaders are going to fail you. Presidents are going to fail you. Everyone's going to let you down. And yet this king, let me tell you who writes it. It's David, who was a shepherd, who God took and used him to defeat Goliath. And he becomes the leader of a nation. He's a king, a king amongst kings, a king who took the boundaries of God's people and broadened them to lengths and heights they'd never been before. And that king writes Psalm 23. Every comment said, it's not the shepherd boy writing, it's the king who understands, I still need the good shepherd in my life. I still want his voice. I still need his leadership. And outside of his presence and his leadership in my life, I'm stranded. I'm just a sheepy. 
Welcome to the reality. And this motif of a sheep and, and us being the shepherd of God, God's being our shepherd and us being a sheep is from the beginning. And that's why you see the nations, you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were all shepherders, shepherds, shepherders, doing well with English this morning. For Afrikaans people, we're in the Pasalams this morning. So just so you know, some of you are like, what's he speaking about? We're in the Pasalams. It's all right. And uh, yes, I had an Afrikaans preacher man. And, um, but, but, and, and then you see uh, Rachel, and she's a shepherdess, and you see this motif throughout. Why? Because there's something important here. It says about David, he chose David as servant in Psalm 20, 78, and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep, he brought him to be a shepherd of his people, Jacob of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart and skillful, skillful hands. He led them. God's revealing something about himself. So I want to take us through this line by line. Normally, three strong points we can take. And I just want, I want to give you Psalm 23. Again, Pasalim 23. The Lord is my shepherd. It's an incredible statement that has so many dynamics to it in that very short sentence. But the power for me in there is twofold. Number one, David is going, my shepherd. I, as a king of a nation, identify that the Lord is my shepherd. There's an ownership. He's not the shepherd of God's people. He's my shepherd. I need the Lord as shepherd in my life. That is incredibly powerful when you understand. He's saying he watches over me. He cares for me. He looks after me. Even though he has all the resources of earth to have his own gods and make sure he's got food, make sure he's got provision, David stays just a sheep before his shepherd. It's an incredible thing. And then God, in that statement, assumes the role of shepherd. Now, you've got to understand, it wasn't a high role in society. It was the role you would give to the lati. So David was sent out to be the shepherd while his brothers went and did the honorable thing and fought wars. David was sent away because he was the youngest and smallest. You would always send the youngest and smallest out to look after the sheep because that was just something they could do. And yet God says, I'm coming as a shepherd, even though the identifying on this earth is youngest, so I'm elevating it to something of power in your life if you will receive it and you will understand the power. So David writes this as a king. He's saying, actually, I'm not a big deal. I'm just a sheepy. So let me understand, because how many people have actually worked with sheep? My credentials this morning, I've watched hours of Shaun the Sheep. Hours. With my kids when they were young. So I understand sheep. Also have a friend who has a, a beautiful sheep farm, and I've witnessed him talk. He, he once got started to speak about, he was driving out the farm, noticed one of the little sheep was missing, and he went and found, he started to weep. This big farmer. This boor with his shoes and his big jacket and his hair all over the place, starting to cry about little sheep. I thought, there's something here I don't understand fully. And so let me explain to you some of the characteristics of a sheep, because David's basically going, I'm king of a nation, but I'm also a sheep with a good shepherd. So a couple of things about sheep maybe you didn't know. It'll help you this morning. Maybe I can identify. Number one, sheep are foolish. What do I mean? Well, they, they, they do one thing well, eat grass. When they do that thing outstandingly well, but they're generally pretty foolish. They're not, God didn't go, let's choose that animal for the highest IQ in the animal kingdom. It's not, it's not what he did with sheep. A couple of other things, sheep are slow to learn, meaning they, they'll get caught in barbed wire on one route, and you know what they'll do the next day? Go to the exact same place. It's what they do. They, they just, unfortunately, they are renowned for this. So they'll walk, one will walk off a cliff, the next one will go, that looks fun. Woof. They're not processing that this is, and yes, I'm talking about myself. 
couple of things. Have you ever actually looked at a sheep? Definitely not the most attractive animal in God's kingdom either. He didn't go, it's like, you know, like the jaguar or like the, like, no, just the sheep. I mean, and, and, and so they are demanding. They just need grass and more grass day after day, night after night. They are stubborn. I don't know if you've ever seen a shepherd try to move a little sheep. Those little legs and the little, that's strong. They're also strong. They've got these big little bodies and these little legs. Bing, 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 bing. But somehow you try and move a sheep. It's like some of us sometimes. <laughs> like you try and move me from an idea I thought I can be quite strong and stubborn. Good thing my wife's picture, she'd be amening. And, um, but but they, 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 they strain. We even heard calm this week. I, I would stray. I come back to God. She used their language. I would stray. No, sheep stray. That's why you've got the, this incredible stories of I-53, God talking about this well-deserved reputation of straying. That's why you've got Luke 15 and the, the one and the 99, because the one keeps straying. We have a tendency to do that. Our hearts have a tendency to stray. It says sheep are unpredictable. You just got to go on one trip through the trans car. It's awesome. You'll be driving. The highway is good. It's amazing. Next minute, come around the corner, a thousand sheep. And they're going nowhere. You just sit. They'll just be there. It's all they want to go. Shepherd can try and move them. It doesn't matter. Sheep are copycats. Again, they're, they're, why did you start running? I don't know. Why did you start running? Well, someone started running. They just started running. And we, we, we live the same sometimes. It's like there's something going on. I want to, want to go. I don't know why. Where are we going? I'm not sure. We're going to, just, we're going to do that. Sheep are restless. They, they do sleep, either standing or lying down. But you'll very seldom find them lying down. And I'll explain a little later, later why. They are dependent. They, without close supervision, they, they get in trouble and they cannot live without their supervision. They're also very sensitive. So I remember phoning my mate one morning who owns this farm. I said, how are you doing? He said, actually, I'm really sad. Because the rains came and then the sun came and they got these little lilies that popped up in his field. He thought they were beautiful. The sheep ate them and they died. Because they're sensitive animals, actually. They're not robust. And then it carries on, the sheep are the same everywhere. So we think, oh, but I'm not that kind of sheep. <laughs> you go, in Australia, New Zealand, the East, America, sheep are sheep. And, uh, and so I'm trying to have a bit of fun, but I want to tell you the problem in the church is we all think we're lions. And uh, we did, we sang the song today. It's like, come on, my soul. Like, I'm like, I'm a lion. But the Bible, from beginning to end, keeps on presenting we're actually sheep who need a shepherd. And the problem is we need a shepherd. We'll always have a shepherd. But I tell you what, it's not always a good shepherd. Be a shepherd of anxiety, shepherd of fear, shepherd of disappointment, shepherd of failure, shepherd of rejection. There'll always be a shepherd speaking and leading in your life. And you go, well, I'm not led by anyone. I beg to differ. And everyone's on Facebook and Instagram saying, I'm so unique. I'm not, I've got my own story. No, but they, everyone's doing that <laughs> for likes and follows. And so we have to understand, carries on, David speaks, says, I have everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Is it a statement anyone can make? No, we're never a thousand hundred percent content. But he makes this presentation statement, because the Lord is my shepherd, I've got everything I need. And he starts to detail what that looks like. He's presenting that actually my needs aren't established and being king of the people. My needs are established in the fullness and the perfection I find in Christ. And he sees incredible examples. God takes his people through a desert. He leads them. He shepherds them, maybe different language, through a desert. And they had everything they need. Maybe it looked like manna from heaven. Maybe they grumbled, but it was everything they needed. 
God says, I need to reveal to you the true contentment that can only be found in Christ. Only. Can only be found in Christ. He makes me lie down in green pastures. See, lying down refers to the true test of trust. We're good at running, we're good at following, we're good at all things, but, but for, a, for a sheep to actually lie down, there's a couple of conditions that have got to be met. Welcome to agricultural school this morning. Number one, they've got to be free from the fear of the unexpected, meaning they can't lie down if they think there's a predator around the corner. The, the shepherd has to do his job to make sure they're free of that fear. He's got to make sure they're free from fiction between the other sheep. Hey, you two stop fighting each other. Same thing in the church, same thing in the world. Who knows, you don't sleep particularly well when there's friction between you and your wife. So the Bible says, don't go to sleep. Sort it out. So you've got to challenge. They've got to be free from friction. They've got to be free from pests such as flies. And I'll explain a little bit how important that is later. But they've got to be free from, from the challenge of little things that cause big problems. So the, the shepherd's got to make sure they're free of those things. And they've got to be free from hunger. Sheep don't sleep when they're hungry. Like some of you are like, Amen. I'm all about a midnight snack. Me too. And, um, but in the Middle East, you've got to understand that to get free of all those things, there's a journey. There's a promise. And the promise of our shepherd is that although you're feeling restless in your spirit, I will lead you on a path so you can rest and find rest. Almost treatment in every area of mental health challenges and emotional challenges. You know what the number one treatment? Sleep. We need to allow you to sleep. So my sleep and my rest is found in Him. And my acknowledgement that actually, and I'm not trying to play it on, I am a sheep. I, I stray sometimes. I have a tendency to do silly things. And oh, the crowd's running there. I want to run there. Said He leads me beside quiet waters. It was the shepherd's responsibility to, to pick the route. And on that route, he had to find waters and streams that could sustain. Now, I understand you're in a semi-arid, semi-desert environment. You're not in the green hills of Natal. You are in the, the Middle East. You are struggling to find, and you've got to map out a path. And what the shepherd would do, a good shepherd, a, a lazy shepherd would go to sleep. But a good shepherd would make sure the sheep are protected and in a safe area. And then he would pick a route. He'd walk around and go, oh, can't go this way. There's thorns challenges. He'd go back and he'd start navigating another route and find a route where there's good water, where there's free from, um, from thorns and, and dangers for the animals, free from predators, and he'd come back and the next day he'd walk them that route. Why do you think we've got a Savior who the Bible says has been tempted in every way? Why do you think Jesus came for 30 years and just lived life? So he could lead us as a shepherd. The shepherd's hand and shepherd's heart and skillful hands and knowledge of the challenges we face. It's an incredible privilege. But he says to still waters. Maybe you just, you're like, I'm at a river, but, but, but I, watch, I love watching game and videos of, of, of wild animals. And you see the animals in a flowing river. And the challenge of a flowing river is you, you don't see the ripples from the crocodile that's approaching or the hippo. So you just don't see it. Why? Because it's a flowing river. There's action, there's noise, you can't hear. So you've got to go down and, and you're not at peace. And it says, actually, what a shepherd would do, they would often find tiny little streams and they'd go at night and they'd just dam them up so that the sheep could come and drink peacefully. And maybe you say, well, but I have the ability to do that. Yeah, but a king could do that too. But a king wrote about a glorious, good shepherd. 
says he restores my soul. Another way of saying that he renews my strength. You see, we lose balance and we fall over. We do. Let me explain it in sheep terms and then maybe pull it back to us. In sheep terms, the sheep are strong in their little feet, like a wind won't blow them over. But if they were to walk and they stray a little bit and they trip, they can fall over and there's this like tipping point. I'm on my side, I'm good. But then there's that moment. You know what the challenge of a sheep is? They can't get back up. That center of gravity is gone. They have no ability in themselves to get back up. So the only thing they can do is, bah, bah, and they bah, until, you know what happens? Their mates come, and the other sheep come, and they try and nudge them, kick them. Come on, Flossie, get up. And, 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 and all Flossie can do, stuck in her ditches, bah, because they have no ability, and other sheep cannot help that sheep get up. It needs a shepherd to come and with his strong arms, bend down, reach down, take a hold of the sheep, pick the sheep up and put him back on a center of gravity. And the problem is sometimes we keep going to other sheep and saying, help me. And they go, I'm trying, get up. And you go, well, I can't. Why? Because you actually can't. You can't. You are unable. So what we do is we dumb it down. We change the situation. We try and make it tolerable. I'm going to lie here. Ah, the challenges, the predators will come. Hunger will come. I need a shepherd who can restore my soul. And so do you. You need a shepherd. Remember, after quite a tough time of doing a lot of funerals and dealing with a lot of things, I went and sit with the lady. She says, you pastors, you keep putting your hands on hot frying plates and it's this funeral and this funeral and that divorce and that challenge. And you just go and you think it doesn't affect you. She says, your soul is not well. You actually got to Repent. I've got to repent and I've got to allow the shepherd to come and put me back. Other sheep can't do it. They can encourage. They can keep you safe for a time. But no other sheep can do it. It's described by this in Jeremiah and Lamentations. My eye, my eye runs down with water because far from me is a comforter, one who restores my soul. Sometimes it's too late. And so we only hear this possibility when it's too late says he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Sheep are creatures of habit. That's why you get pods and mountain pods. And I go walk in the mountains with my kids and they go, well, someone walk here. Like, how did they cut this path? No, animals walk. They're creatures of habit. But they often take the path of least resistance. So you know it also takes the path of least resistance sometimes? Predators and also floodwaters. Water always chooses the path of least resistance. The water is one of the greatest threats, flowing water to a sheep. Why? Because they're navigating and the summer runs come, rains come and they're trying to navigate themselves in the low valleys to the safe highlands. But if they're on the wrong path, it's water that'll take them down. So he's actually, he leads us. Problem is, we don't like being led. <laughs> this world being led is not popular. And leaders have failed. Leaders of nations, leaders in religion, leaders all over have failed. And, but the problem is the Bible doesn't let us go from the fact that it's the good shepherd. And my journey, like the King David, surrenders as the, in the highest position of his life, surrender. I sat with a man uh, this week. I was speaking on the phone who's a highly, highly successful individual. Highly. And, um, and, and, and he was just talking about his need for God to recenter him. He's got all the access to life coaches and doctors and all this, but he needs God. Why? Because he's tasted the life the good shepherd gives. Carries on. says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this is where we all get a little gangster. If you're in the 90s, it's like, yeah. 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So here's the challenge. You will walk through the valley of the shadow of death sometime. And this refers to the journey during the summer months. It was common for the shepherd to take his flock from the lowlands and the low plateaus where there was access to water because the rains were going to come and they were going to come like a flood onto hard ground. And he had to navigate them up the side of a cliff. He had to navigate them up a path. That's a treacherous path to walk. And they have to walk it. But the shepherd leads them on that path and says, actually, I'm going to lead you through. The problem, we live in a world that's all about get me out of here. Challenge has become the narrative of too much of the church too. And my prayer is, God, take this away. No, I want to take you through. Do you think the Israelites didn't pray that every day for 40 years? Get us out of this desert, God. God says, no, I'm going to lead you through. Because in the desert, I can teach you more than in abundance sometimes. Why? Because we struggle to trust when things are good. King David had times in caves of Adullam where he's being chased by the mad king Saul and he learned to trust God. Why would he throw that away when he becomes king? And yet I'm telling you, on evidence of most of my life in church, I've seen it time and time again, like the lepers who get healed, but only one comes back to say thank you. Now I'm strayed. And we've got to be challenged by that. We've got to be challenged by the, the, the reality that we have a need for a savior. We have a need, not just for a savior into eternity, but a shepherd in this space in life. Carries on and says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Doesn't sound right, eh? your rod and your staff. Sounds like rod, isn't that for discipline? No, primarily for protection of the sheep. But also a staff. Remember Moses dropped a staff? A sign of authority, a sign of power, that there's a respect to a staff. And often that same rod that looked more like a police baton would be used, go this way. Don't go that way. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm not saying he's hitting the sheep. Those are his possession. Those are the ones he loved. Those are his companions on the task. He's only got sheep to talk to. He's not striking the sheep, but he's saying, come this way. It's a little uncomfortable in my side. So I start moving towards a relationship that I know is unhealthy. It's a little uncomfortable when the word comes, but I've got to follow I start going down a financial path or making financial decisions that I know aren't right. And, and the word comes and the shepherd goes, says, go this way. And you go, that's a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to trust. That's what it means to allow yourself to be led by the shepherd. It says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. The message says this, you serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. Who does? I mean, that sounds good, huh? It's like, course one. <laughs> Just prepared for by the king in the presence of your enemies. The challenge is you're going to have enemies. They might not be people. They might not be circumstances. There are going to be days where you feel like there are enemies and they're on the attack. He says, no, in the midst of that, you know how you can pray for your enemies like Jesus tells us to? It's when we allow ourselves to feast on the goodness and sufficiency of our God. It's the only way. Otherwise, you'll never be able to forgive. You'll never be able to pray for your enemies, which is the life God has prepared for us. It says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. It says, you, another version, you welcome me as a guest, anoint my head with oil. See, the number one killer of sheep, not mountain lions. Any other guess? No? All wrong, probably. Flies. Because a sheep can't handle a fly. And you know, sheep's a little bit dirty. Sometimes get their head in kind of Flossie's butt by mistake when they're walking. Get a little bit of poop on their nose. That's, welcome to being a sheep. That's what it means. It's a, sorry to be rude. But that's, and so that little bit attracts flies. 
And so a sheep can't do anything. They don't have these things. They've got hooves. So now they try to rub up against Flossie and they try to get it, but they can't. Now the only thing that settles you, because that can drive a sheep mad, that can drive a sheep to run off a mountain. Just a little fly can become so big in their life, they literally run off a mountain. Now, the shepherd's got to come and recognize the angst that it's causing and the shepherd comes like the Spirit of God pours upon his people and says, actually, I need to calm you down. The Spirit of God pours and just settles. And so the, the shepherd would anoint the sheep with oil, which means he would just take a bit of oil clean off their faces, clean off their heads, and make sure that the oil would also have a fragrance that keep flies away. You're saying, God, I don't know what to do with this pestilence, this thing. No, the challenge when big things, when small things become big things, we forget the sufficiency of God and His ability to settle us in the storm. It says, surely, say surely. Surely means surely. It's going to happen. Surely, goodness and love will follow me. Say me. You've got to believe it. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all. One more time. All. All means all. All means when you're at the top of the mountain and you're getting promoted and there's money in the back and all means when you're losing everything. All means when your family's healthy and we're all good and, and your kids are doing well to the day your spouse passes away. All. 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 The days of my life. And I will dwell in the house forever. The message says it this way. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. Chase after me. I'm back in the house of God for the rest of my life. David's great love is for the Lord himself, not what for the Lord can give. It's, it's the promise that he will be with me. So the challenge is what's celebrated in our world is everyone come to my round table. We all sit at the round table and I said it last week, but it's such a popular statement. It's like we're going to round table together. Basically, it's a rejection of any authority that might be the head of the table. No, in my life, there's a head. In my life, there's a shepherd and I'm just a sheep. And without the shepherd in my life, his word and his ways, I'm stranded. Can you stand with me this morning? I want to tell you this morning, if you're running from the love of God, he'll run faster. He'll chase you down. If you're running from his authority in your life, he is so committed to you not being cut in on. See, Paul writes that statement, what cuts in on you? You know, the hardest thing for me in walking the church most of my life I was in a youth group of young people that worship God passionately. We used to pray for hours. I was just the little kid in the corner. There were guys quoting scriptures at 17 years old and leading with authority. You know the hardest thing for me? To see how many have walked away, have strayed. I can promise you now I wasn't the most gifted in the group. I can promise you now there was no special favor. I can promise, but the one thing I know is I've tasted the goodness of God I can't do anything else and if you would allow him into your story not to be a Sunday topper but a shepherd it means accepting that actually I act like a sheep much of the time I've got to humble myself like a king David humbles himself and I come before a shepherd and I say God I need you 
It'll be the most powerful place you'll ever find yourself. A place of satisfaction in Christ. A place of freedom in whatever comes, whatever matters. The book of Philippians. It's Jesus. What an amazing word. We hope you enjoyed that sermon. If you would like to find out more about Life Changes Church, why don't you go onto our website or you can follow us on our social media. Have an amazing, amazing week.